WWE Hall of Famer Teddy Long, and you're about to go one on one with Talking Taker. Holla! I got you. Well, I'm running down the road with Barbera in tow. I got 15 titles on my mind. Seven world ones, one hardcore, and seven tags with four different guys. I take her easy, take her easy. Don't let the sound of gongs and bells drive you crazy. Lights open, raise my hands. Don't even try to understand. The supernatural dead man to take a reason. Well, I'm standing on the corner of Death Valley, California. Such a bright fire I see. It's my house, my Lord, burned to the floor. Lost my parents, brother, everything. Come on, Kane, please don't blame. Paul Bearer took me in as his and tried to train me. Rarely lose, I usually win. I never thought I'd see you again. You opened up the cell and climbed in so freaking easy. Running down the road and I'm all on my own Got a decade of destruction Call me big evil, not red, But do call me American Take her easy, take her easy Don't let the sound of limpets get Drive you crazy Come on, fancy Coming back, it's the dead man to take her easy. Wanna take her easy? You wanna take her easy? Creatures of the night, welcome to Talking Taker, episode 217 of our encyclopedic exploration, digging up the career of the greatest professional wrestling character of all time, The Undertaker. My name is Alex Dorio, and I want to thank you, uh, all of you out there in the PSK, the Pod Street crew, for joining us for yet another round of Dead Man Talking. And I am joined, as always, by my fellow creature of the night, my tag team partner, my wrestling buddy. He's creepy and he's kooky, mysterious and spooky, altogether gobbledygooky. (laughs) Mr. Travis White. (laughs) Travis, I say that tonight (laughs) because we are in the spooky season and we're going back to the 2018 
Gooker Award winner from WrestleCrap.com for the worst match of the year. The Wrestling Observing Newsletter 2018 winner or loser for worst match of the year. The number two worst rated match, according to CageMatch.net, of The Undertaker's entire career. Crown Jewel 2018, The Brothers of Destruction versus Degeneration X. Was it really that bad? Here we are, five years later, five-year anniversary. Travis, I want to just tell the PSK out there, this was your idea. This was your fault. Why are you making us do this tonight? (laughs) It's been five years. It seems like it's time to revisit. Neither one of us have watched this match since we covered it on the podcast. Of course not. So, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I just thought it'd be good, man. It's five years. Like, I don't know that, you know, on the 10-year or 15-year anniversary, we're still going to be, <laughs> you know, be able to come back to us. I figured we better, you know, hang tight and I'll do it now. So, it's called the Werewolf Bar Mitzvah match. <laughs> Spooky scary. Spooky scary. That's it, man. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> well, this was get that. this was episode. <laughs> this was originally episode one eighty one, so really not that long ago that we've covered this. This is the uh, earliest match that we've ever, or, or I guess the latest match that that we've ever revisited. Here. Yeah, 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 that we've done here in this era. It is that we usually do twenty year, or thirty year anniversary matches, fifteen year, but yeah, we're gonna do a five year anniversary match because it is it's Halloween, man. This might be the most is, horrific match of the Undertaker's <laughs> career. But you know, when we watched it for episode one eighty one, um, we were we were surprised by you know that obviously you can't deny there's a few things that go horribly off the rails here in this match. But generally, we didn't really think it was that bad uh, altogether yeah. when you viewed it as a whole. So I'll be interested to go back and see that, and we'll talk about that. We'll talk about if it gets unfairly judged, if it really deserves that place in the bottom. Because then, at the end, after we watch this match, after we review it, Travis, I thought you and I, um, we usually, we're, we're very positive here. We're honest, you know, we're, we, we're fans, but we are honest. You know, we'll, we'll call things as we see them and, and say if we yeah. don't like something. But generally, we try to stay positive. We don't do a lot of negative stuff on here. Um, but I thought we could do the top five. I'm not going to call them the worst. I'm just going to call them the spookiest, scariest matches of The Undertaker's career. The ones that just spooked us uh, from watching them uh, on the screen. Uh, pay-per-view matches, at least, that we covered here. Yeah. Bottom five, right. top five, however you want to call it. All right, the not top, not top five. The not like top, not top five. ten in ESPN. There exactly. You go. Yeah. Exactly. That, that's nice. A polite way to put it. The not top five. Look, you know, so. you and I, we're, we we've never we have taken a few bumps. You know, we never have competed in actual matches, but we, we took some backyard bumps and we've yeah. been through a little bit. But generally, we're we're not professional wrestlers. We can't say what goes on in the ring. It's 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 right. tough to criticize that. But as fans, we can say these are the five matches uh, that just you know uh, everybody has bad days. <laughs> yeah. yeah, everybody has an off night at the office. And it's sports entertainment, and if the entertainment factor is not there, then you know that. You know, makes it in the not top five, maybe. But, and that is you know. that that does play a factor in some of my choices. It's not necessarily the well, in-ring performance. It's whether right. uh, the entertainment factor, the storyline factor, maybe didn't quite hit. Yeah, and there's a. Uh, I can tell you right now, when you initially uh, pitched that to me, my number one was my number one. Like, yeah. Just because of, well. Just because of how I feel about it still after. I mean, I, I realized it was my number one yeah. least favorite match, 
when we when we did the episode doing yeah. this, and I'll never like I'll never not get away from that headspace about this match. So I, yeah, but um, anyway, but this match that we're gonna cover now, I honestly, I didn't go back and revisit our stuff. I didn't want to, you know, um, be swayed either way or whatever. But um, I do not remember being so as harsh on as most people were. But uh, even the Goldberg match, I was a little nicer on, you know, at the time too because. It was what it was, but yeah. So I'll be interested tonight to go see, watch this, and see. You know, is it really as big of a play to turds <laughs> as it you know, everyone says it was, or is it? You know, has five years as a, you know some of that you know stink dust worn off of it? You know. So. And folks, if you if you want to watch along with us, we we encourage you to. And and much like last month when we covered some Memphis wrestling, you know, we we like to cover <laughs> a lot of great wrestling here on this show. But sometimes it's just as much fun to watch the uh, not so great wrestling as well. Oh yeah. So it's like it's always good to you know see a bad movie sometimes you know absolutely. because it makes you appreciate the good movie. Or like if you're you know uh, a band you like puts out a really bad song, you might hate it. But it's like sometimes you're like you know what it makes me appreciate the other songs a little bit more. There you, you go. Know what I'm saying? So. <laughs> Yeah, anyway. Well, uh... You gotta... What? Yeah. You gotta. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, you gotta. <laughs> that it is. That it is, my friend. That it is. Well, before we get into that, we gotta... We gotta get into our monthly Undertaker sightings right. here. That it is. <laughs> I don't know about some of these Undertaker sightings. It's almost like Ripley's, believe it or not. No, I hope it's true. Dude, Cody next to that it is. Oh, my. I could see that on, on old Nate the Rat. Well, speaking of our buddies from Memphis, I, I, I want to start off with a Ronnie P. Gossett sighting here in 2023, which might seem impossible because he did pass away about 15 years ago. But, uh, but, but, you know, we discussed... On our last episode, and on, I think on the first Memphis episode, how did Ronnie P. never wind up in the World Wrestling Federation? How did he never get a shot? Well, turns out, very, very briefly, for one vignette, so not even in the arena, but one <laughs> vignette, he did. He was on screen uh, back in 1994, uh, as or, or uh, late 93, early 94, I don't remember the exact date, but uh, you remember Jeff Jarrett, J-E-double-F-J-A-double-R-E-double-T, his country music vignettes when he was coming into the Fed. Yes, he was there. Oh, Ronnie P., you sent me the other day, and I was like, oh, man, it's just gold. Yeah. I just love it. One of those segments where he's in Music City in Nashville, where we were at SummerSlam last year, Ronnie P. Gossett is his, uh, I think he's his chauffeur or something. Or <laughs> yeah, his, something like that. Something yeah. like his manager. He's known as R.P. Lee. Jeff calls him, and he doesn't really get much to say. He just kind of waddles into the scene with Double J and uh, makes makes a lot of noise or, uh, and, and tries to get a few words in. But, gosh, it just got me dreaming. Like, what a combination. That gimmick of Jeff Jarrett, oh, the heavens, country music yeah. superstar, with the mouthpiece like Ronnie P. Gossett. World championship material. Oh, yeah. yeah absolutely. And then put the roadie with him, too. Shoot. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Sign me print money, baby. WCW would have never won a Monday night if those three guys were out. <laughs> Actually, that would fit better down south. Oh, well, as a heel up north, they actually fit really well. So, yeah. But, yeah. That, and not only was he cited, our pal, Randy Turco, oh. him on eBay. He, well. he found a shirt, the Ronnie Pegasus merch, with the Master of Pain. Yeah. So. 
I hope whoever put that shirt up on eBay heard our last episode. I hope they're a listener. Christmas is coming. Send folks. me one, please. <laughs> yeah. Size large. I'd appreciate it. Uh, um, well, I, I did want to mention too, Travis, I, uh, somebody else we covered on that last episode briefly was Skandor Akbar, uh, yes. who you, you and I weren't really familiar with, but we saw him, uh, I believe he was <clears throat> the Punisher, uh, Undertaker as the Punisher. He was his manager. I, I think. think so. Yeah. And, uh, uh, USWA. Well, In USWA. Did you happen to see on WWE The Bump their interview with Matthew McConaughey? Uh, I saw that it happened. I have not had a chance to watch it yet, though. Does he talk about Skander Akbar? Well, he talks about his favorite wrestler is Hacksaw Jim Duggan, who yes. they get Hacksaw to appear. Hacksaw's on there, right? Yeah, yes. Yeah, that's the part I wanted to see. Uh, well, he's Hacksaw, I think, asks him about going to see wrestling. He's like, dude, I used to go to the arena in Texas and Skandor Akbar would, would <laughs> scare the crowds and everything. So that's the first guy oh. that he brought up. And I was like, you know, awesome. I got to mention that. That was so funny. You saw the transition of wrestling from the high school camps, first coliseums, to the Silver Dome. What a change. But in the old days, there was nothing like Skandor Akbar. Oh, I got kicked out of Hearst Coliseum for spitting on Skandar Akbar. I watched. I thought maybe he'd say something about Undertaker, but uh, well, said he said something about Texas. Skandar Akbar. Yeah, well, I thought so too because you know they've both been on Game Day for Texas and stuff before, and uh, and so yeah, I thought he would have said something about Taker, but he didn't. But that's cool, man. That McConaughey was on there and, and doing that. So, which speaking of Taker in Texas, that leads us into what? Yeah, talk about it, man. Uh, we McConaughey is the, I think he's like the culture president or something of uh, yeah. University of Texas or at least the football program, and maybe yeah. he helped get Undertaker involved to hype up the Texas Longhorns, dude, in their big match against Alabama a couple weeks ago. Yeah, they had a hype video, and the dead center man was the dead man, Taker. I mean, he yeah. was there. It's hard to ignore the talk. The talk is cheap. This game is about action. Close doesn't cut it. The pain, the agony fuels that fire inside. Has it been easy? Hell no. Will it be worth it? You damn right. He was just giving his little hype and everything, and it was very well produced. It was very oh, cool. Yeah. It was a lot longer. I thought it was going to be like a 30-second thing. It was like three and a half minutes, probably. Yeah, yeah two and a half, three and a half minutes. And, uh, man, it's awesome. And, like, again, I'm not a Texas fan. I'm a Georgia Bulldog fan, but I can't help but get pumped for that. That game, I was a Texas fan because well, I wanted to beat Alabama. It worked. So, yeah, it worked. They yeah. beat Alabama. from the ashes <laughs> and beat the mighty tide, you know, and the I, crimson tide, the big red machine. You got to give 100% credit to the dead man. Uh, yeah, yeah, not to Texas, <laughs> not, not at all, <laughs> not to Quinn Ewers or anything, no, just not to Sark, no, just all the, the, the dead man. So, yeah, he hyped him up and uh, they they rallied and won that game, yeah, it was awesome. So, yeah, again, really cool. And they're coming to the SEC, the conference that my Bulldogs play in next year. So, we'll see, might get to go head to head, to head with, with Taker and his boys. I think I'm just a. I think I might just have to be a Texas fan for the rest of the year. Clemson, Clemson's over. They're over. They're over on week one, man. But uh, so maybe I'll just be a a Texas fan the rest of the year. They had a crown jewel 2018 performance. (laughs) Oh, they did. Everything went wrong. (laughs) Dabo's wig might might as well fall off. (laughs) Blown up. Yeah. Oh. But I. 
it, it is cool. Once again, we, we say it all the time on these Undertaker sightings. It speaks to the power of that character and yeah. the way that legacy has gone on because this video was to hype up college kids, 18, 19, yeah. 20 year olds. Those guys didn't grow up in the right. prime of Undertaker's career. They're, they're ones that have seen it on peacock or on youtube or if uh hopefully they didn't just see crown jewel or uh super showdown (laughs) or anything but still that awesome presence that he brings the legend of the undertaker resonates with them and speaks to them and texas you know whoever produced that or had that idea knows that that's a character um that that just stands the test of time and, and can touch mm-hmm. a younger generation, older generation, and people are going to know it. It has that name power. People are going to see that and recognize that. And there's only, you know, a handful of living wrestlers uh, that you could say that about. Yeah. I mean, aside from rock, you know, he's, I put him in a different category. He's of course. the biggest, uh, but like you got Austin, you got flair, you got Hogan and you probably got taker. I mean, that's yeah. those four. I mean, really like, as far as living guy, like Cena. That's, that's it. Like, Cena too, but like him, I put him in Rock. They're mainly yeah. actors now. And Batista, yeah, you know, they're but like those four guys that you know are just pretty much straight wrestling and other stuff too. But like Rock, I mean, I mean Austin, Flair, Hogan, Taker, those I mean, four. I, I, just I love transcend pop culture. I love Triple H. I love Shawn Michaels. Yeah. That video wouldn't hit the same with, no. with, with those guys on there. I just wouldn't. No, you know? no, it wouldn't. So. Now give me a Dusty Rhodes. Oh, well, yeah, that's why I said living wrestlers. <laughs> yeah, yeah so exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's, prove my point. Like, the living, those, I think those four, you know, like I said, Rock, Cena, Batista, I put them in a different category, you know, because yeah. they're mainly Hollywood. And again, with this writer's strike, we got Cena back, we got Rock back. Let's keep our fingers crossed for Batista Maybe. to come back. <laughs> so he ain't doing anything else. Maybe, so. uh, um, Great Khali, he came back. You know, he was at. <laughs> We're good. Kurgan <laughs> might be back, you know. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. Who's the other one? Kurt, there's another one like that that does like action stuff, right? Uh, yeah, I don't I know. I think it's way. Well, test, test might be coming back according to Bill Simmons. I don't know if you saw that. You see that what? on social media? <laughs> no. Bill Simmons, Whoops. the sports guy. Yeah. He, he was interviewing Nick Khan on his podcast and he was like, he was asking him about Stephanie. He's like, where's Stephanie? Like, we haven't seen, can't you bring Stephanie back? He's like, couldn't she do uh couldn't she come back and do an angle where she and Tess are having an affair? <laughs> I think <laughs> Tess passed away a couple of years ago. Oh, no. but yeah. The new, oh, no. the new Tess. Yeah. Te- the new maybe, Tess. Yeah, Tess's brother or something. Yeah. Um, oh boy. <laughs> and Bill Simmons was like, Yikes. uh, maybe do Tess's brother. <laughs> yeah. Whoops. R.I.P. Man, R.I.P. Oh, speaking of that, that would get me to watch. On... If they brought Tess back, I would, I would watch every week. Maybe I can with AI nowadays, or with uh, you know something. Those hologram. Remember when Bray was a hologram? Like when he was you know alive still. Like that was yeah. him. Like that would they could do that. You know, sure. whatever. Um, I was gonna say speaking of Nick Khan, this is the first talking taker in history we've done where Vincent Mann is no longer. The captain of the ship. I mean, he is—he's a co-captain now, but he is no longer the guy. Say what you want about Vince or his personal thing. I'm talking about business-wise. This is the first time. Big move for the company. Sure. Uh, more power to him. I hope it works out. It seems like things are, but uh, yeah, this is the first time. It's just crazy to think about where he's gone and where he's taken it. You know, like I said, you keep the personal part out of it. The business part of it. Let's talk about that. 
because you know, we could go on for hours about Vince's personal life, but just, you know, I what do you want about his mustache for the rest of the night? For the, <laughs> did you see where Pat McAfee asked Rock if he liked his mustache? No. On the Pat McAfee that. show last week? Oh, man. Yeah. What did he He's say? I like, really want Vince's stash. He just kind of avoided it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I'm just saying, this is uh, it's a big moment in wrestling. If you're a wrestling Absolutely. fan, you know, like what's happened with the merger of UFC and, and WWE. And, uh, you know, like I said, it's, we'll see what happens next, you know. I hope that things continue as they are with kind of Triple H at the helm and doing stuff and Vince just keeping his money, you know, filling his pockets and just keep out of it. But, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. It'll be interesting. Well, we, we kind of said it when uh, SmackDown went over to Fox. Like, it's such a huge move. and Absolutely. It's, it's, it's a small part, but I do think, you know, Undertaker is one of those building blocks that helped get uh-huh. the company into the new place, took it out of the – um, you know, the bingo halls and the territory days Carney. and the, you know, Fernwood event center, of Monday night raw of 1994 mm-hmm. and helped elevate it to where it was selling out stadiums and helped elevate WrestleMania where it's big, become one of the biggest sporting events of the year. And it's taken it, yeah, this they, company where it, you know, is transcends wrestling and is just one of these yeah. massive entertainment brands. Yeah. I mean, they sold out or sold more tickets for Philadelphia, mania than they've ever sold before like and there's not even a match in now like it's just it's insane you know like the, the brand sells itself like you said and again we started this podcast we talked about we're going to talk about the evolution of obviously taker but mm-hmm. of the business as taker is the through line of all of it you know again he's still there he's not wrestling but he's still with the company oh, i'm like yeah. doing the dead so, man I mean, shows all that stuff yeah and so they're promoting so like he's it's just all that's changed since since the gobbledygooker right there debuted the same night he did, like this is a mat, like what is how the business has changed, you know. One of the, one of the foundational so, rocks of the, of the company, yeah. right there. And uh, speaking of how it changed back in 2018, it changed big because they signed this deal with Saudi and they started going over there and doing Very these shows, true. and so that's what brings us to our match tonight. So. Very true. Those are still going on. Huge money yeah. makers for the company again. We kind of talked about it when we originally did the episode. You know, certainly I, a lot of questionable stuff in the Saudi politics and in the you know in this deal. We and we're seeing it throughout all sorts of sports. You know, it's becoming prevalent in in, in all sorts of sports. It's something that's going to be around, and they're not going anywhere. WWE's not going anywhere from this deal, and uh, you know, it's uh, it, it makes me feel a little icky watching it. But that's this <laughs> this whole match makes me feel a little icky watching it too. So yeah, <laughs> oh, what are you gonna do? Um, that's a problem for bigger people than us. Uh, so yeah, uh, we're going to watch this match back. It is the main event of crown jewel 2018. Although you couldn't tell that on Peacock, it's not even in the, uh, right. The, uh, screenshot, it's not the listing or, yeah. or it's not like, like, yeah, the little thumbnail doesn't thumbnail. have it as like it says, it says Brock versus Brock. <laughs> yeah. like that's the main event to them, you know? So, but it's season one of crown jewel. Uh, we're going to get, uh, to three hours uh, zero minutes, 50 seconds. So three Oh Oh five Oh on your peacock. If you do want to watch it along with us, uh, and we would love for you to, we'd love for you to go through this pain with us, but, um, man, as, hey, misery loves company. <laughs> exactly. Uh, as we're getting this ready, Travis, um, just go back to like your, um, what was kind of your thoughts when you first heard this match was going to take place? Because I know we both were huge Shawn Michaels fans. We watched his retirement match together from WrestleMania 26. I mean, um, 
were you excited he was coming out of retirement? Was it kind of like, ooh, I don't know if, I don't know if I want to see this. I mean, what was your mindset? Uh, all of the above. I was not. I mean, because again, I I think I told this in the podcast before. Like he gave a, a he was on Sam Roberts podcast. One of Sam Roberts earlier you know podcasts. It was 2016, probably or 17, 15. I don't know. But he talked about how he doesn't ever need to come out of retirement anymore because like the story of Shawn Michaels is over. Like it, he doesn't ever need to go back. He's, you know, he was talking about how he, he was offered an AJ match and as mm. much as he wanted it. He was like, mm. the story of Shawn Michaels was completed. Like, I don't need, I don't want to go back and dip my toe in the well just for a payday. He's like, I've been offered, he's like, I've turned down seven figures to not wrestle because I feel like that story is over. And so, and he's like, you know, and people would make fun of me, whatever, yada, yada. But um, he, at the time, he's like, me, me and Austin are the only two that are, you know, not coming back and have kept our word. Now, fast forward, they, <laughs> they both are. have. But, but and and I'm honestly, it is what it is. But um, so fast forward to when this match was announced, I was like, oh, Sean, like, I felt like it was going back. But again, I'm also not in that position. And like, I also know to never say never, like in whatever it is, like, you know, well, my music, I, this year I said I wasn't going to play any shows. Well, I played one this summer. Like, I wasn't a liar because I did. I had no intention of playing a show. But then a great opportunity was offered to me. And so I was like, yeah, sure. You know, and nah, I did not get seven figures. I got a, I didn't even get a free meal. I paid for my meal that night. <laughs> what? So, yeah. Yeah, I paid <laughs> You didn't even night. get anyway, seven I fingers. I don't, exactly. <laughs> I didn't get seven ching fingers. So I'm just saying, like, I know the, the, like, the never say never is not just in wrestling. It's It's in life sometimes, you know. So opportunities come and you, sometimes you got to take them. So I get why if he's going to come out of retirement, it's this man. It's DX versus bros instruction. There's so much history between these four, whether it's attitude era stuff, ruthless aggression, you know, and then again, the, the continuation of the story of Taker, Sean and Triple H and all those WrestleMania matches. And now you bring his brother Kane into it. So I get that. Like if he's going to come out, I was okay with it being, it wasn't just like him versus, Kofi, you know, like, or you know, as much as I might want to see that, it wasn't him and Kofi Kingston, you know, in a 13 minute good match, quote unquote. Like, this one at least had some history to it. So I was like, all right, I guess I can get with it, even though I don't want to. It's happening. Like, it doesn't matter if I care or not. <laughs> it's happening. Yeah. And so I might as well just say, all right, I'm down. Like, I might as well see what happens. So. Yeah, that's that's my that's my long answer. <laughs> no, you're right. It does. It feel it feels epic because these guys have such a long history together. These four guys, and it's a match that had never happened before in this formation. This Brothers of Destruction versus DX formation. So that's pretty huge. Um, I think the only two things for me, like yeah, it it I disappointed me that it was on one of the Saudi shows that it felt like he was just coming back for this massive paycheck. Like that was kind of a bummer. Uh, you would think you would hope that if he wanted to come back, it would be to have like this awesome match with Daniel Bryan or, or somebody right. like that. Um, so that definitely disappointed me. And yeah, in wrestling, you always expect retirements to never last, but there was something about Sean's and Stone Cold's, yeah. again, mm-hmm. and now that they're both over, um, it, it, though they felt like they weren't going to be Terry Funk and retire right. every every six months or something like that. It felt like they were going to last, and it's not sacred. It, it shouldn't matter, but it, but it kind of felt like, ah, oh, man, I, w- I wish they could just stay away and just leave on that perfect note because it was such a perfect note at WrestleMania 26. It was such a great one to go out on. Why do you need to come back? 
Um, so that those things were disappointing, and, and not to mention seeing Sean with no hair. <laughs> It's just nobody wanted to see that. Whether you want to see him in the ring, nobody needed to see uh, Mr. Clean, Shawn Michaels. It's like, you know, when a movie franchise is amazing and all of a sudden they decide 25 years later to make a sequel. It's not necessary. The story is complete, but you're like, I mean, I'll see it because, of course, you know, that's I'm a fan of that brand or that franchise or whatever. And like, that's the only thing Hollywood does nowadays is bring back old stuff or uh, but I'm just saying, like, you know, like to me as a huge Batman fan, you know, Christopher Nolan's done with Batman, Christian Bayless. They said they were done. However, if in 10 years, Christopher Nolan decides he has a great story to follow up that Batman, you know, Dark Knight Rises and Christian Bale's coming out, like, as happy as I am with how it ended, I will be there in the front row to see that. Oh, movie. I know, man. I'll be there on the front opening night, I mean, like, to see it because, like, I trust those guys. So like, that's what they, like, these guys, these four, I trusted these four to tell a good story and to you know if it's if it's if he's going to come out retirement at least it's with these guys and i trust them and what they can do in the ring however i should not have <laughs> <laughs> a hot sweaty night in saudi <laughs> yes sean had not wrestled in uh 10 years uh is that right eight years eight years he had not wrestled eight years I believe this was to paraphrase Triple H on the Last Ride documentary. Sean hadn't wrestled in eight years. Kane's the mayor. Me and Taker <laughs> doing this once a year thing. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're at least gonna start it off with some good stuff. We're gonna we're gonna watch the entrances because I think they they might be the highlight of this match here. And we could we can talk. Uh, we have, we we'll have plenty to talk about here. We have so. plenty of time. To talk plenty about of time yeah. to talk about it. Three hours. <clears throat> 50 seconds, 30050 on Peacock. Uh, make sure you get through the ads. And uh, Travis, why don't you give us your patented 321 countdown? I'll give you a 321 play. All right, everybody. 321 play. All right. Are you ready? Look at that. That, that gives me nostalgia well one thing i will say about the saudi shows the entrances and the production levels are always incredible to see you know, oh they, absolutely they put that money to good use for the entrances and this is great man don't you just love the classic dx intro with the, the video cutting in and out oh it's one of my favorites i mean mm. uh, that's not a, a hyperbole it literally is one of my favorite entrances. now i don't love the glow stick thing i get it I get it from marketing. I get it for the children. But like, think about me and you being 11, 12 years old when DX was first coming out and just thinking of this entrance, you know, and the way it cuts in and out and it's got the girls dancing and the guys running the street and all that. It's just, it's awesome. It's WWF The Music Volume 3, I think, is on there. And uh, Yeah, I mean, but look at all these glow sticks. Yeah. I mean, Hunter's got 74 of them in his knee pads. Sean's got <laughs> 74 of them in his crotch. He's pulling them out. Yeah, it's a little much. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, well, I get it. Yeah, I, I guess I get it. I don't like it, but I, I get it. No, yeah. I dig the vests. I like their entrance vests with the hoods and the, uh, I think they both say NXT on there. And the X is the uh, uh, skeleton arms uh, up there. So that's pretty neat. And of course, they yeah. make that connection. You know, Sean yep. runs the show down there these days. Yeah. 
at this point, he was just living in, he moved to Florida to just quote unquote help out. Look at that. Look at all that pyro, dude. That's, I know, I know. That's incredible. That place is awesome, man. It's definitely a spectacle, dude. They know what they're doing. I mean, Triple H got the, they both got the leather vest with no, uh, <laughs> no sleeves. Absolutely. That's what I was saying. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, it's wild. Yeah. There you go. No hair on either of these guys. That that's just uh makes you feel a little <laughs> makes you feel father time a little bit. CDX without any hair. <laughs> and I think Hunters is by choice. Right, um, you know. Because uh but Sean's was apparently by choice, but like his has been thinning thin Lizzie for eleven years at this point, you know? So. Something about it like I wish he'd just try to keep like a Hulk Hogan like headband or bandana on. And I, I think he was trying to like the segment yeah. on raw a couple of weeks before mm-hmm. this, he gets his hat knocked off and he has a bandana on and yeah, something about that would have worked a little bit better for me, but here we go. He's just, he's going, there for it it. Is. he's embracing it. Hey, you know what? Just go for it. And he's going to make great. a change. You know, he, he has not been sitting on the couch eating pork rinds. No. You know, he looks no. in phenomenal shape. He's even kind of toying with the fact his hair's gone. He is. So. Yep. Right there. He knows it's a thing. Yeah. He knows the thing. He gets it. And there go the flames. Go. Big red machine. That's right. Um, Flame on. Now, Travis, I'll. The mayor. He's the mayor. Triple H puts it the best. Game's the mayor. Like, uh, what are you going to say? Uh, didn't one of your buddies uh, run into Mayor Kane recently? Kane was in Kingsport here a few weeks ago. My buddy Glenn, who we went to uh, to uh, the SummerSlam with last year, um, he was doing a catering event uh, for something downtown here. Um, they were catering it, and uh, he and one of the kids in our youth group at church is like, is that, is that Kane? They are like, yeah. He's like, we got to get pictures. They went over to him and you know asked if he was who he was, and he said, yeah, and they took a picture with him. So it was pretty That's cool, awesome. man. Yeah, he was in Kingsport for that. It was probably some kind of like Republican convention type thing or whatever. I don't know what it was or yeah, I'm sure. something, but whatever it was, doesn't matter. Kane was there and it was awesome. They got a picture with old Mayor Kane. <laughs> there we go. Here's the, the dead man. Low. Lights are out. Lightning crashes. So Kane got a lot of flames, but other than that, it wasn't very, you know, flashy. But yeah, they're going to make up for it right here. They're going to make up for it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh. it's so much pyro. That massive Those are screen. like 26-foot flames, man. They're oh, huge. Yeah. There's lightning everywhere. I think I put, um, I think I put his put entrance on... with Goldberg, maybe, mm, in yeah. our top 10 entrances of all time. So, yeah, because these Saudi entrances are all fantastic. Yeah, and it's funny because I remember when you put that on there, I was kind of like, "Whoa!" But like, it was a great one. But like, I just I think it was because I haven't watched these more than once. You know that I don't mm-hmm. remember them. Uh, but yeah, when you just look at like when you do watch them, you're right, man. They're they're amazing. Look at this right here, dude. Yeah. This is awesome. That is just it's all just, I remembered from this. It's that was the only positive thing I remembered from that match. Yeah, it's very theatrical. It's very well done. It's that moon is. You know, going from the right side to the left here. We got walking through smoke, silhouettes the coming. Lasers. Lasers. It's like, it looks like we're on, uh, golly, American Gladiators or something right now. 
Well, I mean, it's it's, it's WrestleMania level, you know, WrestleMania level production for all these Saudi shows. It always is. Yeah, that's right. They do the promotion uh, over WrestleMania, but the, um, you know, the matches are whatever they are, you know. Well, they're they're marquee matches for sure. (laughs) Maybe they don't always turn out great, but they're, you know, name value matches uh, that they bring out the megastars. Yeah, those lasers are awesome. Stone Mountain-esque. Oh, yeah. I think that's canceled now. <laughs> probably should be. Um, <laughs> oh, you know, I like to cool. throw out some, some numbers and stats and everything on these episodes. Um, I think we said that this was the sixth, only the sixth pay-per-view match of the Brothers of Destruction that they ever had. Um, yeah, it's wild. Do you know how many DX had? Would you guess more or less? Um, can I say the same amount? You can. You would be wrong, but you can say it. <laughs> uh, I'd say they've had seven. Uh, actually, ten. So uh, more, ten. slightly more, but less than you would think. Oh. You know, um, oh. these are certainly partnerships that are legendary. We we always think of DX. We think of Brothers of Destruction, uh, but not always. You know, didn't have a ton of actual matches. Um, as, yeah. as teams, uh, they both held tag team titles together as teams. Uh, but again, neither one of these teams as a team ever competed at WrestleMania, which is crazy. Yeah. It is crazy. And like, imagine this match in 2003. Well, that's a question I wanted to ask you is when do you think you would have enjoyed seeing this match the most? Like what year, what era, would you have most wanted to see this match? So Sean didn't come back till SummerSlam 02. So yeah. I'll say it would have had to have been 03, early 03 when they, they uh, well, they teased the end of the DX thing. Ah, man, they teased that in the summer right before he had his match with Hunter. Um, I don't know, man. So if they could reconcile sometime early 03, maybe that would have been fun. Yeah. To have done. Honestly, honestly, I mean, it would have been fun to have done at WrestleMania. Okay. 19 yeah that would have been sick but uh we wouldn't have got jericho and because it would have been sean's first wrestlemania back yeah that ease him in with a tag match that would have been kind of cool you know because well, would have been Hunter better than busy and Big show. <laughs> and that's what i'm saying yeah <laughs> they can't even get on that show he's on the pre-show pre-show with Kane a tag match right? against yeah lance storm and chief morley oh classic how could i forget tag team titles man um, so yeah, I'd think 2003 because I've been before Taker went full big evil and was a heel, I guess later in 03. So yeah, Kane had got his new mask and he was kind of fun and had some charisma in yeah. 2002, the Canaanites and all that. So I think 2003, early 03 would have been fun. I, you know, you could have done it as early as like 98 cause you know, they were teasing that Undertaker Kane team up like in january of 98 sure triple h and sean but i I think for me i would have gone like i'd go like 2007 2008 because then you got takers like really got his working boots on he's like Mm, peak physical condition kane is is doing good then i mean everybody triple h and sean are all i I think they're all peaking right there around 2008 it makes sense that they kind of were all i think things would have aligned well you could have done something like that i would have really really enjoyed a uh, 25 30 minute match with those four guys in you know 2008 i feel like yeah 
That's probably a better call. I, I guess in my mind, I was thinking original Bros Destruction was not like Dead Man Undertaker, but yeah, yeah he is that yeah. here and he is that later. But yeah, I think now that you mentioned that, that is actually a better idea because they've got their working boots on, they're in the prime of their careers, and uh, yeah, they, they at that point they can do just random marquee. They don't need titles, you know, in two thousand and eight, even though they'll still continue to hold them. But like, they don't need titles at that point, you know. They're above that. All right, here we go. Match about to get going. That's right. We got a two-on-two stare down. Got referee John Cone in the ring. And, you know, you. I remember watching this for the show. Like, I, I kind of felt the goosebumps watching this. Like, despite the, you know, not necessarily wanting to see this match. Yeah. Not necessarily, you know, loving the buildup or anything. Just like Shawn Michaels is one of my all-time favorites. Seeing him, no, he's the best. Wondering what it was going to be like, knowing right. the history between these four guys. Like, if you can't get excited about that, if you can't put everything else aside, like, I, I don't know, man. I feel sorry for you. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. I was not looking for a five-star classic here. I really wasn't. Of course, my not. expectation was not they were going to come out and like burn the house down, you know, like with like a technical five-star masterpiece. But I was looking for something a little more than what we got, unfortunately. But I'm just saying like, yeah, the entertainment, the, the blockbusterness of it. It's yeah. almost like a, like when I go see a Transformers movie, the first couple, I'm just there for some, you know, some action it's, and some big stuff funny. and the, the, the attraction of it. I know it's not going to be win an Oscar, but I'm attracted to it and I like to go see it, you know? I'll say the first two. (laughs) But you've seen all of them. Uh, I have not seen the most recent one. It's on Paramount, though, but I haven't. I started it and got about three minutes into it and turned it off. Oh, no. But, yeah. (laughs) Time to cut ties. Um, Yeah. But, uh, yeah, like you you said, Sean's probably, I mean, I think he's the greatest of all time. I mean, we've said that. The greatest in-ring performer of all time. I think this, as far as, has it all. And, uh, you know, just seeing what the unknown, you know, what's he going to do here? Does he still have it? Because he came back in 02, was better than he was when he left in, in 98. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you, you know he's going to perform. And that's, uh, I was going to say, just a few months before this was WrestleMania 34 and Triple H, uh, Triple H, Stephanie, Kurt Angle, Ronda Rousey. That's not like a Kenny Omega, Daniel Bryan, like, work rate match, but... To me, that was my favorite match of the night. That's the most entertaining, (laughs) storytelling match, doing a lot with very little. And these are four guys who you knew had the ability to do that. So they um, could um, work around all these limitations. These guys have always been able to do that. So you kind of thought, okay, you know, they're going to bring some entertainment to the table. You know, they're not going to, it's not going to be 2007. But, you no, know, they're going to be going to be some Gaga. Absolutely. A lot of tables, well, you, know, you know, chair shots, yeah. things like that. But they're going to tell a good story. Oh. There we go. We're pointing. We're teasing getting Sean in for the first time. First time ever. We're going to arm wrench. Can't, oh, there, there he, he goes. Sean's in. The crowd goes. They're into it. Yeah, they pop. I know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. It's just different, the Saudi crowd. They're, now, I'll tell you what. They're hot nowadays. This first couple, they weren't as, like, explosive as they are now. They're really hot nowadays. There you go. Sean's in there. Oh, I love when he ducks on and does the chop to the chest. That's perfect. But uh, what you're saying about that Rousey match um, at Mania that you were at, that's, um, you know, it's Rousey. It's her first match. It's Stephanie, who's not a wrestler. It's right. Angle, who is 
halfway to dead at that point. He's he's not he's not the angle that he was. You know what I'm saying? Like he's still Kurt Angle, but he's not the Kurt Angle, you know, that we all right. know and love. So the guy who made that match what it was was Hunter. Who's the guy 100%. who puts together lots of the awesome NXT matches at the time. You know, those like you call them the they're very triple H esque. It's a lot of drama and, you know, false finish and just sometimes things are drawn out maybe too much oh. sometimes, but Oh, look at that faking the sweet chin music. Sweet chin music. Teased it. Almost got him. That back skein into the corner there. And this is what, but, uh, that's what we're seeing here. That's what we're getting yeah. here in the early moments. Yeah. They're taking their time, letting these moments breathe. They're telling a story without doing a thousand moves a second. Right here. Sean just shook his head like, no, I don't want Taker. Like, he's like, he retired me. I don't want him. And now Taker's in and look at Sean's face. He's still got it, dude. It's perfect. We've said yeah, this is the guy that put me out. Shawn Michaels is not a good cinematic actor, but he is probably the best professional wrestling actor that anybody's ever time. seen. Yeah. He tells the story better with his emotions in the ring than anybody else ever has. That's right. Oh, and Taker with the throat oh, slash. Oh, man. Just disrespectful. That's right. It's like those promos that Shawn. Taker and Triple H had where they didn't say a word. Oh! Crotch chop and some knife edge chops. Yeah, crotch chop, knife edge chop. I'll take the knife edge. Ooh, big Oop, bump from Sean. You know that bump didn't feel good after eight years of not taking any. Yeah. So I'll tell you what. Yeah, wait, they're not. Oh, go ahead. I was like, they're not doing a lot, but what they're doing matters. Exactly. These guys know how to do that. Undertaker working the arm, maybe getting him ready for some old school here, working that shoulder. You know, I, I said, Travis, we haven't taken a lot of bumps, so we did take a few, and man, I had never been so sore as I've ever been in my entire life than the the day after we, we took our first bumps. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, I went whitewater rafting this past week with my wife, and I wasn't even as sore after that as I was <laughs> when we took those first bumps, and I was 20 years younger. Right, I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or whatever. Years younger, whatever it was. Uh, yeah, we were. I remember eating at Waffle House that night. We were yeah, like, right. we were yeah, I feel terrible. It. That's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, so awful. Oh, Sean still got uh-huh. the roll up in the corner. In the tree of woe. Oh, woe. Tree of woe. Hmm. Uh oh. And here comes there disaster. Okay. So what just happened? goes over. Hunter goes over and tears his pec or something. I believe pec so. Pec or his yeah. bicep. I can't remember. When he flipped over that, he saw him go down. I immediately knew. When I was watching this, I said, uh-oh, because he's down for way too long. I was like, oh, no. Something happened. It's the way he holds his arm here. And that's like, oh, no. really, obviously, where all the problems start here. As Again, yeah. this is cool. Taker and Kane yeah. are buying time. Yep. You mm-hmm. know. They're just kind of posing and doing their thing in the ring while Sean and Hunter are talking things out. But everything's going fine those first five minutes, you know? Yep. Um, I, I, it's one of those great what-ifs. Like, what could this match have been if Triple H would have been fine? He's trying to shake it off, but it's... Yeah, he's trying. But he's like, what are we going to do? I mean, they're, they're legit talking about it. They need the camera out to get out of their face. There you go. Look at the pros, Kane man. Yep. Yep. Doing the nation. They're like, something's, something's going on. 
So this is where Sean's like, all right, we'll just figure it out. Yeah, I mean, and <laughs> it's miraculous that Triple H is yeah. getting back in there, man. You can tell he cannot use his right arm. Yeah. He um he won't be doing that taunt from uh the wrestling game, swing oh, right arm. Swing right know? arm. <laughs> a classic. I always gave that to my guys. Swing right arm. <laughs> Gotta have a good swing right arm. Hmm. Um Yeah, dude, you you may not love Triple H and I, I certainly can understand it's plenty of valid criticism. But if you don't respect Triple H just as a human being for just quit the watching many wrestling. times <laughs> yeah. that he has worked through yeah. massive injuries and in finished matches, like, I, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. And, you know, Cody Rhodes talks about how Hunter is one of his favorites, like, when he was growing up. And, like, he looks up to him as a, you know, executive and stuff. And uh, think about him doing that match with the torn pack, you know, the Hell in a Cell. Like, you know, that's he's, you know, backstage, he's probably like, Hunter. Like I'm doing like, this yeah. is what you would do. Like I'm doing this. Yeah. Like, so, you know, there's probably not a lot of people they would have let do that besides Cody either. Right. Yeah. And we got some old school right there. There it is. And you know, Sean has got to be thinking in this moment, what have I done? Like, <laughs> Mother of God. Okay. Yeah. Now I've come back after eight years and I'm going to hold this match together. Right. By myself. He probably Cause thought, my best friend's pack is torn. I imagine he's going to, you know, just come in and, yeah, you know, Triple H is gonna get all the heat, and and Sean's gonna come in and make the save, and exactly and hit, hit the, the comeback and everything. Yeah, but that's not gonna and happen. now. Not gonna, not gonna work anymore. <laughs> oh, there you go, a little ref intimidation. John Cone is uh, no longer in the ring referee, but he's in charge of, uh, I think, all the referees or something like that. He's in charge. Yeah. He's some big boy backstage now. Yeah. So good for him. I always liked him. And his son's tag team champion. His son's getting an action figure. Is he? Yeah. <laughs> They're doing a. Yep. Finally. That's amazing. Oh, Triple H. Oh. He's yeah. When still Triple H is there. chopping with his left hand, you know something's wrong. But you know these guys know. They're like, oh, we can tell something's happening. Oh, yeah. Oh. But, <clears> they, <throat> but they know they've got like 25 more minutes to fill. So, like, yeah. he, he he's got to come in there and do something. Even right there, Taker did not oh. grab that side when he went to pick him up. Like he, he could tell. Yeah. He was protecting his, his buddy. He's like, Triple H probably don't chop me on the right peg. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't touch me. I was watching, uh, speaking of Cody, I was watching an interview with him on the Dell Jr. podcast today. Mm, yes. <laughs> and uh, it was from a couple weeks ago, but I was watching. He was, and Dale was asking him, like, how did you know when you came back and your peck was okay? He said, well, was a little anxious about it, but when I got into the rumble and Gunther chopped me multiple times, he's like, "That was my test of like, am I gonna make it? Am I healing?" Like, and once I got a couple chops from Gunther, I was like, "Yep, I'm good." Because <laughs> so, if anybody's gonna chop your, you know, your peck off, it's gonna be Gunther. Yeah, he so. would have the power to do it. Yeah. Imagine like a Gunther versus a. Uh, you know, a Randy Orton. Like if I don't know if Randy's ever coming back officially, but like Gunther and Randy or Gunther and Triple H in like two thousand and one, that era Triple H, oh, the Ring Triple General. Triple H would have loved wrestling. Oh, we love, yeah. Or Daniel Bryan. Golly. I'd love to see Undertaker and, and Gunther. He would have been a great mm -hmm. Yeah, that late era Undertaker, you know, after yeah. like post two thousand six, you know, when yeah, he exactly. got his wrestling boots on, you know. Exactly. Like him and Angle. Like it's just oh. All right, double down. Everybody's down. Sean's like, legitimately tag me. I'm, like, you got this. I'm not acting. I think you've got to tag me. Yeah. 
Please tag me. Still chewing that gum, man. But chewing again, I mean, gum. there's nothing right. nothing wrong with yeah, any so of this far, nothing, so far, yeah. especially considering the circumstances that they're having yep. to, to work this on the fly now with a guy who hasn't wrestled in eight years. But you wouldn't be able to tell off that kip up. Right. Yeah. He's still got it, man. Manhattan drop. Oh, yeah. Another. And another. He's spamming the knife head shop. He is. He is. Uh-oh. Oh, can't do that. Can't body slam Kane. Not he, in Saudi. Sean's probably a lightweight heavyweight what? on the video game. Kane's a heavyweight, mm. so you can't body slam him. Yeah. Oh, this is like, oh, like we got to do the spot still. Oh. Oh, my. You just imagine the pain shooting through his arm every move Triple H does. Oh, but he still does. He still does the Scott Hall. Yeah, still does it. He's a trooper, man. For better or worse, he's going out there and giving it everything because he loves the fans, dude. Vintage elbow elbow drop. drop. Thank you, Cole. Yeah, we got Cole, Corey Graves, and Renee Young on commentary for this one. Oh, yeah. What'd you think of Renee Young back on commentary? I loved when she was on commentary. Yeah. I'm a huge Renee Young fan. Yeah, I am a huge fan of her. She's just a cool chick, man. And I uh, was a big fan of her being on there. Uh, you could tell she was getting, you know, fed some stuff. There were some things she had but that, that were kind of mess ups or whatever, but I don't blame her. I blame Vince yelling in her ear the whole oh, time she's on you know, TV. Every, nobody's good right off the bat. You know, it takes no. time. It takes years. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, she had a lot of potential. For sure. Yeah. I, and I loved it's her like, as a backstage. I still do. She's still uh, the best uh, yeah. in the business. Current I like day. her. Yeah. She's amazing. I like, she's just a cool chick, man. She should be a cool person to just hang out with. Yeah. And, and anybody that can be married to Mox has got to be cool. Because, <laughs> I mean, he's a lot to take <laughs> in. You know? I love him. I mean, but like, he's, he's a unique cat, man. <laughs> That's <laughs> like, one way to put it. Yeah. He is one of a kind. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's Rob Van Dam. So, Oh, he would be hard to be married to as well. <laughs> well, <laughs> hey guys. Oh, oh, here we go. Great, Bowski. John let that chest hair grow out quite a bit. Oh, absolutely, it looks like you. <laughs> now, if you were a wrestler, Travis, would you would you shave the chest hair? Hmm. To depend on I the gimmick, do... maybe. Because like, remember when Punk was uh, straight edge savior or whatever? Straight edge, he would he had it grow it out a little bit, you know. Um, Rollins didn't used to have it. Now he's got a little oh. bit. I, mean, I think it's good. Now Kane's got plenty right now, which is weird to see. That in this is match. weird. He's never see. had chest hair. Never had it. So Sean just hit the sweet chin music, and it's kind of knocked Undertaker not quite out of the ring, but he's yeah. down to the apron. But that took everything yeah. out of Sean, so he's not able to really right. capitalize on it here. Perhaps the and, the kick is a little weaker when it, uh, at at this age. I don't know. Yeah, and I think if I'm not mistaken, I think commentary talks about you know that's part of the story is he's been out for eight years, you know, yeah. in the, the ring and stuff. So, you know, let's go. Well, take it with sit up. He's mad now. You don't kick me in the face, brother. You got me mad now. You got me mad now. Throw him outside. Oh, Uh-oh. to the Saudi announce table. Saudi now saying still the SAT. Table. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> still got the SAT though. He's like cleared off. Somebody's left their toboggan over there, like a oh that's that's something else. Never mind. Like a rag. Okay. Renee in the all 
black long sleeve stuff. It was a really big deal. I just want to clarify, like, you, you don't mean a rag like a like Skandor Akbar. No, it's rag. literally a rag. I, mean, I know, it's like a rag, but if so, people yeah. are just listening, I don't want them okay, to get the yeah. wrong idea. No, I was not trying to be offensive at all. <laughs> I know me. you weren't. I know. Yeah, you thank you, thank you, thank you. I want to clarify? Yeah, thanks for clarifying that. Yeah, <laughs> that would have been an oopsie. <laughs> Whoopsie. Everybody's pulling Sean off of whoop whoop. All right. Yeah, he had to do that with one arm. Sean was. Taker was going for the tombstone through the announce table, and Triple H saves him with one Ooh. arm. Now they're just like, "Dosey Doe, what's that? Oop, who's throwing who into what? Oh, wow. Now that was a little ugly, but, yeah. you know, it's bowling ugly, but it's because Triple H is one peck or whatever, That's right. one arm. I can't criticize oh. this. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Kane oh, choke slams so- Triple H through the American announce table. Dream broke. Yeah, right onto that side. That's the side that is hurting anyway. Yeah. Um, I I can't imagine. This, if I recall, like this is the spot they were really trying to get to with Triple H. Yeah. Um, Seems like. Because we're not going to see him much for the rest of it. Yeah. Um, Slam me to a table. Get me out. I'll be down for a bit. Yeah. But like all this, like, first of all, it's not bad. But second of all, I can't even really criticize it because. Again, you're dealing with an injury. Like you're dealing with a yeah. situation. That it's not their fault. It's not just a sloppy, no. ugly match. You know, you're no. having to kind of make everything up on the fly. Again, with part timers, with with guys that aren't there all the time. So it's again, it's it's impressive to me what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Apron leg drop for the first time in a long time. Oh on my! Got it. I'll never understand how that doesn't hurt yeah right now triple h can checked on by taker probably but he's really menacing in his face but i'm yeah. sure he was like you okay bud that's what cole is saying he's like yeah getting in his face <laughs> sean's got bruises on his back just from probably just bumping into the ring ropes man he just hasn't done it in so long you know oh yeah crazy that's one of the underrated things people don't recognize unless you've been in there again We've been in there like three or four times, but the ropes hurt, man. It's not just like bumping uh, your back on the rain. Those ro- they give you a rope yeah. burn. Well, that's what Cody's talking about on Dale Jr.'s podcast. He's like, they, they, they literally callous your rib cage and stuff. Yeah. He's like, you know, and he said, honestly, the first time I hit the rope after my surgery, you know, wasn't the greatest. <laughs> He's like, but I like, I loved it, you know. So. Oh, Taker's picking Sean's nose for him. <laughs> I got that, buddy. He's doing some old, very old school Undertaker, just like smothering it him. It is. You know? It is. You know, tagging in his bro. Kane hadn't officially been in in a minute. And so far, I mean, honestly, aside from the injury, this match isn't bad. It's Again, it's not a five-star classic, but it's not bad. No, you it's know? not any If worse. I was at a house show watching this, I'd be like, this is great. <laughs> oh, 100%. Yeah. So far. It's not any worse than any of these other you know, old timer crown jewel matches or anything like that. Right. Right. Oh. It is funny, man. I'm, I'm watching, um, I, I'm in March of 96 watching WWF superstars on Peacock. And this is like the peak of the billionaire, Ted, Nacho mm-hmm. man, huckster skits. And it's so funny to see, you know, Vince just laying into these senior citizens, Hulk Hogan and macho <laughs> man, when not only, would Hulk Hogan be back 
six years later and be have the strap put on him and be the world champ. But you know, here we are, look, looking at these guys. You know, this is exactly the sort of thing that the WF was making fun of uh, back in 1996. Yeah. And I don't blame, like, you know, <laughs> I'm all for it, you know, these days. You know, it's a different time. It's a different era. But it's just so funny to go back and watch that stuff, knowing what we know. Yeah. yeah. March of 96, I mean, uh, shoot, he'd have been 42? I mean, Hogan would have yeah, only been like 42 years old. old. <laughs> yeah. You know who's 40? Like, I think Mids is 42 or 41. Yeah, uh, there's That's so many crazy. guys. You're yeah. AJ Styles. LA Knight, LA Knight is 40, and he's like the, one, of the, one of the biggest reactions on It's just getting out. started. Like, yeah, it's just crazy. When thinking about Austin, when it went in title, he was 38. You know, yeah. That's crazy to me. I think he was 38 in 98 when he won it. I think he was 38. Well, I think I've said this before. Like I, I think Vince, as he has gotten older – he has, he, you know, he's like, well, I'm still relevant. You know, I, I still right, have great yeah. ideas. I can still contribute. Of course, these guys yeah. can still do it. Yeah. And he's just, we've seen that friendship on the last ride series between him yep. and Undertaker. You know, he's never going to tell Undertaker, you got to get out of the ring. You know, he's always right. going to want to, he's going to be his biggest fan and want to use him and see him defy time because Vince believes that he can defy time and he can live to be 120 years old. Yeah, like he basically told Kurt, like, you're done, you know, and or, you know, basically told Foley, you know, no more, you know, told those guys. But, then, yeah, Taker, I guarantee if Taker wanted to come back next month, he probably could. But, yeah, you know, because that was Taker's call to quit. Yeah, I mean, Kurt and Mick, I mean, the bodies are just, <laughs> you see him walk. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. You don't need to take another bump. <laughs> have you seen that angle uh, documentary on Peacock? I have yeah. not had a t- had the time to. I heard it yeah. was heard it was very good. It's pretty good, man. It's a lot because it was originally Dirty. He didn't. He was doing it on his own and then oh, really? sold it to Peacock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was making it already before Dirty got really a hold that. of it. And then they, yeah, then they asked. They like whatever worked something out with him and added some more Dirty stuff. It was just supposed to be about like his collegiate career and like how he transferred into wrestling like his injuries and his drug addiction and stuff but like it it, it still hits in that but it hits a lot more on the wwe at the end but um really it was pretty good man his wife's very honest he's very honest yeah nothing i don't think there's any although actually there were some things that i hadn't know that i didn't know and uh they interviewed sylvester, Tur- sylvester turkai in oh. there who was he's the guy who, superstar exactly who is a guy who he wrestled you know in the um I believe it was the world champions to grow, to qualify for the Olympics. I'm not mistaken. So, all right, here we go. Milking it, getting up. Oh, take oh it yeah, up. they were Let milking me. it there. I don't know what really Again. happened, but. Well, I think they're just trying to figure out what to do because Hunter's hurt, you know? Yeah. They're like, a how, long, oh, what are, long, oh, long pause right there. Long pause for the cause. Hurts might say pause for the cause the other day, and I wanted to say, like, Austin? I've never heard anybody say that until Austin. Right. You know, but. Um, maybe, maybe it's my, maybe it's in the vernacular. Who knows? Sip of coffee for the working man. Yeah. Oh, that old shoulder into the ring post. Now, old man Kane's getting up. Oh, is this, is this it? Are we about to see it? I thought I we were, we're about, about to, to a minute it. ago, but so it's gotta be yeah, soon. Yeah, me too. It's gotta be soon. That's why I was trying to hurry up to what I was talking about, because I was thinking that it's coming up. I think it's right here. Yeah. Kane's right. putting Sean up on the top rope, maybe superplex or something. Ooh. Uppercut. 
Kane climbs up there. Sean laying in with some fisticuffs. And, I mean... And he put so it's... much power into it that oh, he, <laughs> he punched Kane's hair off his head. <laughs> Even Michael Cole has to say it. How is he not laughing? Exactly. Not laughing. He's a true professional. I would be uh, dying, I was about dude. to say, if you were wrestling this match... <laughs> Uh, like, whatever, I'm crazy. And he, he just drop him. It's so blown up. Goes for a moonsault <laughs> off the top, and Kane and Taker can't even catch him. Just parted like the Red Sea, and he just Moses is in the middle of him. Yes. Let's get a better angle of that. Oh, no. There isn't oh, one. Oh, Sean busts himself <laughs> open off of it. Where? <laughs> Super. Where were they? Kane was like, I gotta get my wig on. His, wig back on his hair grew back. <laughs> After that. I wish my hair grew that fast. It's about me too. Be exactly where I, where I wanted to be. <laughs> oh, man. And yeah, this is where things fall apart, yeah. man. It's when just, the wig... It becomes wig a comedy down, of Yeah. It's like you... Yeah, well, the crowd's loving it. It's like you get into a movie and all of a sudden the third act, the whole mm. narrative just collapses, mm. you know, which happens way too often nowadays. Um, but, uh, and unfortunately, um, the ending is all anyone ever remembers. Um, yeah. And B- Bully Ray, I was talking about that, or Bubba Ray, whatever. On Bust it's Over, true. It's like, you know, all anybody remembers is the ending. It's, you don't care. It's like, true. A bad ending can ruin a good movie. Not for me. A lot of times I can still appreciate, but like I'm weird. But like most people, it's like if you have a sucky ending, the whole movie sucks for you, yeah. or the whole match sucks for you, or whatever it is. You know, TV show. If the, if the finale sucks, you hate the whole show. I don't, but I do understand that. But well, yeah, so people remember the end of this match. That they remember the wig comes off. They remember the botched moonsault. Triple H is trying, but he's hurt. And then like it's just is what it is. So the whole match sucks to them, which is not true. The whole yeah. match didn't suck. He Wait, hits a doing, spine buster. A beautiful spine buster. You would never know. Wait, he's but a yeah, crazy person. I mean, <laughs> the whole match gets tainted by the wig moment. I mean, if this was WCW, I mean, that would be Shockmaster level. Like, WWE mm-hmm. would make fun of that for years and years and years. Mm-hmm. And at least these guys were able to laugh about it. I'm so glad in the Last Ride documentary... Mm-hmm. They were able to all say like, yeah, you know, everything yeah. went wrong. You know, what, what else oh. can you say? The pedigree was what? It, that was almost like the pedigree on that guy from uh, like Superstars. Oh, no, <laughs> got land on his head, ramrods on yep. his head. Yeah. All right, two K now. Oh, Hell's Gate. Okay. He's like, grab the right arm. Grab yeah. the right arm. He started <laughs> to grab the the uh, torn back arm and. Triple H fed him the other one. Yeah. That guy in front he's of still, him. He's breath. still, Triple H's still having to use the, yeah. the right arm to, oh. you know, sell and to work and move. Maybe it would have been better to grab that arm. <laughs> oh, man. Kane with the choke oh. slam. Nope. Sweet oh. chin music. Boom. Into Taker. <laughs> yeah, Kane to break lands the on hold. Taker. Okay, that was on purpose. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was on purpose. That was, that was a planned spot. I like that. Oh man, Kane should have just left the wig off, dude. <laughs> he should have just left it off. Kind of, yeah, right. In hindsight, don't he you think? Yeah, yeah, just been like 
turned into like, you know, 2003 Kane. Yeah, you know? it's not like we've never seen Kane without his mask right. on, you know? Okay. At least he didn't come out with that uh, welding mask on. Good right. night. God, trash. That was when he killed Zack Ryder. Yeah, it was during that era. Yep. Mm. There to go. Double sit Double up. Double sit going. up. DX is trying to rally. They're like, oh, man, my wig blew off. Yeah, just what am- doing <laughs> imagine. <laughs> Imagine if that hadn't happened uh, and we were still doing that. I mean, this is cool. This is good stuff. This is a good finish. Oh, the eye from Sean. Yep. He gets out of the tombstone. Sweet chin music to take her. Oh, here it is. Here it is. WrestleMania. Yeah, 28. Ooh. Sweet chin music into pedigree on Kane. Oh, and they put them out I of their misery. Remember being completely shocked that Kane and Taker did not go over there. Right? I was so shocked. Bloody <laughs> nose. Sean is just laughing in the corner. Yeah, he's like, he's like, what did we just do? Triple H. He knows. As they cuddle. <laughs> they know we just survived. <laughs> what else can you do at that point but laugh? Life is not dry. It's just merely survive. <laughs> That's right. You got to give him the credit. Mm-hmm. But Sean is saying we're too old for this ish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the camera's right on him when he's saying it. He told my pet. That's what he said. Yeah. All right. Let's go to some replays. Roll that beautiful bean footage. Going up for stereo. Like I said, that's Tombstone. a good finish. I like it. It is a good finish. Had that played out, that would have been. Right. Sick. You take out that little trunk with the wig and the uh, moonsault butch. It's, it's a good match. But yeah. of course, you can't actually take those out. Those things did happen. Uh-huh. And you have to recognize that they are <laughs> incredibly bad moments. So you and have to Sean's recognize just sitting that. back like, oh man. <laughs> Let's pat each other. You know what? That's uh, $7 million or whatever makes it feel a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> I was, man, there it is. The We're too old for this. I yeah. was, because um, didn't Triple H beat Undertaker before this at the Super Showdown? So, again, yeah, so. it was DX getting the big wins. Uh, yeah, I did not what? see that coming. And But I guess it makes time, sense for Sean for his first match back. I, I guess I do see that. Yeah. He didn't get the pin, though. Hunter did. You would think he would have <laughs> got the pin. Yeah. How did he get a bloody nose? I think it's from that moonsault. Oh, still? They're like, (laughs) yeah, he just, (laughs) just, I love Sean's not hiding it at all. He's just like, what's happening? (laughs) This is not the ending they wanted, but I love it. Dude, I'm here for this, man. I'm here for this. You know, it's not not as bad. It's not something I need to go back to every year or no. everything, but yeah, you know, uh, it's fun to watch. It's not, it's not the worst thing ever. Uh, I'm not sure it deserved all of the worst match of the year honors or anything. No. Certainly, maybe the worst botch of the year, but you know, oh, yeah, rating the, the whole match, the whole match is not that bad. Yeah, it's not. 
It really isn't. You know, take those parts out. Like I said, you can't take them out. They're part of it. But, you know, you understand that those things went wrong. That wasn't planned. Like, it's different when a match is bad and, like, it just did, the guys didn't have chemistry or, like, it just, you know, they weren't firing all cylinders. But that was just you know, a couple. You know, you can't help a an injury with a peck and sure. it tears off or whatever. And then, you know, all the spots they had planned when they, you know, it, they were really smart spots. I liked it. Yeah. You know, it, so, it, it makes me respect all those guys a lot more that oh, they were able yeah. to put on a 30 minute match despite all of those things going wrong. Yeah, exactly. Cause I sure as heck wouldn't know. So. <laughs> well, let's talk about some matches. Maybe we don't have that same respect for here, Travis. Mm, here we go. Like Get I said, nope. we are just fans. We're not, we're not criticizing. We're just talking about from a fan's perspective. These are some of the matches that maybe just didn't quite get there for us. Everybody's taste, everybody's opinions are different. Everybody's entitled to their opinions. Uh, we still love the Undertaker. We still are his biggest fans, and uh, you know, think he's the man. But you know, everybody has a rough night yeah. every now and then. So we're gonna talk about the top or <clears throat> bottom five spookiest, most horrific Undertaker pay-per-view matches of all time here, uh, from five down to one. Travis, uh, you wanna lead us off? Sure. So my number five is Taker versus Big Show in the Punjabi prison. Ooh, man. <clears throat> I didn't think of that. I should have. Well, I did. <laughs> so that, that's why it's there. Yeah, that's it. I have nothing else to say. Nothing <laughs> that's else there. to say. <laughs> nope. Well, that that's was another there. one that was, uh, you might could grade that on a curve <clears throat> because it, it wasn't supposed to happen. It was supposed to be Undertaker, Great Kali, Punjabi prison. Not sure that would have been any better. Maybe it might have been upgraded. worse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We got the upgrade, but it was still horrifying. Yeah, so Big Show fills in last minute. And, well, it's a rough time for Big Show, man. That is when he is, like, <laughs> at his heaviest, dude. Yeah. He's doing that ECW run, which was not that bad. His ECW run was actually kind of built him up pretty strong. But, man, he's just not in the right shape to do that sort of match. And, no. Uh, yeah, a weird match. I don't think any of the Punjabi prison matches have been good. It's a, it's a bad yeah. match type. I didn't mind the Jinder Mahal and Randy Orton one a few years ago. That's 2017 or whatever it was. That's the best one. That's what, yeah, it's bad, though. All right, All what's right. your number five? This one is more just like a um, a personal shot. It's probably wouldn't be on most people's list, but I went with No Way Out 2005 Undertaker versus Luther Reigns because it's oh, just Lord. like it, it's the Hold worst. On there. <laughs> it's the worst match to look at when you look at our spreadsheet of Undertaker matches, yeah. it's like, how did this make it on pay-per-view? Uh, I think it's Luther Reigns only pay-per-view match. It's gotta be one of, if not think, the only one, he might have two or three. I think it's he maybe like, has one more, one of those SmackDown only. Pay-per-view, how but yeah. did he end up in a pay-per-view match against the Undertaker? Like he didn't have to pay any dues or come in. Like, who is this guy? He was horseshoe. In WCW, and somehow he ends up on pay-per-view. It's one of those where at the end, you know it's a bad Undertaker match when, when the match is over, he's got his hands on his hips. <laughs> the match is that's over. how you can tell. Yeah, that's, that's Undertaker's, uh, uh, his sign, <laughs> his tell yeah. right there. And that's one of yep. them, man. It just, it was, it's not like the absolute worst wrestling, but it's just like boring. Like, why? Mm-hmm. I, you can't get into this. Why, why? is this happening? That's exactly right. Yeah. Well, it's coming up for me. <laughs> it's 
spoiler alert. Okay. All right, my number four is probably on yours too. This is Taker versus Giant Gonzalez, and I just put all of the matches. Oh, okay. I think okay. they had two on pay per view. Yeah. So I didn't pick one. I don't know if that's cheating or not. But I don't think I just so. Said the the whole thing is just atrocious. So I mean, when you got to look at a, a highlight video of Taker's Mania streak, and you got a guy that looks like. Mr. Hardbody, or what's his body by Jake? What was the guy? What was the Slim Goodbody? Slim Goodbody. Yeah, it's just like, oh man, and the and and that match was almost like it almost ruined the streak, right? Because like it ends with like the chloroform, you know, like yeah. it's not an actual pinfall. It's a if DQ. I'm mistaken, it's a DQ. Yeah. So like, think of the streak, which again, it wasn't the planned thing, but think of if that was. You know, that was the thing that ended the streak. <laughs> like, oh, just, yeah. Great point. Anyway. Absolutely. You know, Gonzalez is just <clears throat> maybe the worst wrestler Undertaker ever faced. You know, Great Kali is, is rough, but Giant Gonzalez is, it's not even like wrestling Rougher. a broomstick. It's like wrestling a, a telephone pole or something. Like, yeah. it's just no movement, yeah. uh, no skill, just, just horrible to watch. And, and the worst... Yeah outfit you've ever seen yeah this one i did not have when i first started doing the top five but i reached out on twitter and and facebook and instagram at talking taker and asked people to chime in and much like i probably should have had that punjabi prison um somebody chimed in with this one and i was like you know what it it, it has to be on my list (laughs) it really does uh great american bash 2004 undertaker versus the dudley boys handicap concrete crypt match and this one i get it yeah it's the the main event of this pay-per-view and it is just the most feel bad ending to a pay-per-view ever (laughs) it's a horrible in-ring encounter like it's it's weird um it's so much stuff with paul Heyman trying to you know get him to to pull the lever or whatever the whole nonsense was. And then Undertaker ends up killing Paul Bearer at the end of the pay-per-view in a moment that just made no sense and was never really explained. Uh, It's just like, oh, that was so hard to watch. And one of those where I don't even know how it sounded good on paper because it just made no sense watching on TV. just made you mad. Yeah, if we'd done a top six, that would have been number six Mm -hmm. for me. Um, Just, But, like, I love the Dudleys. I mean, I love... Amen. Love bear, love taker, but sometimes just because you love something, that means that those things go together, you know. <laughs> like, I just like I, I love ice cream, I love hamburgers, but I don't want an ice cream hamburger, you know. So, yeah, just because you love something, that means it goes together. <laughs> all right, my number three might be cheating as well, but it's the taker versus Kennedy. All the matches. Oh wow! Just all the Kennedy stuff. I hate everything about it. Uh, I don't know why I liked Kennedy at the time. I, we loved the charisma he had. I think that was it, though. Um, I just love the charisma he had. I He sucks, dude. Like, he was terrible. Uh, the matches, it was like three or four months, right, that he went I with, think it was three, at least. I think it was three. Yeah. Like, there was a strike. He did three big show matches back to back to back. back. Right. He did, like, three Kennedy matches. It's just like, why are we doing this? So, yeah, I just hated all the Kennedy stuff. The best thing that ever happened in that was what the, the castle was at Armageddon or something. They yeah. threw him off the castle. Taker gets thrown off, right? He gets – or No. He throws uh anyway, there's a big bump and it's it's uh that's the best thing, but like that doesn't save it. I hated the whole program. Kennedy sucks. 
So man, that that's a good pick. Um, those were some of the hardest stretches to get through. So I hope it's not cheating, but I don't. Not, I, I, I don't. I don't have a problem with that. Um, and um, yeah, because you know when, when we did the shows, we we watched everything. We watched all the SmackDowns, yeah. all the Raws, and so that was just. Yeah, Kennedy's promos were, yeah, brutal to watch. He didn't have it in the ring. Yeah, that that was one of the biggest revelations through the show as well. Because, like you said, 2006, 2007, we thought he was the man. He had had the money in the bank. He was on track to be world champ. And uh, thank God he wasn't. Yeah. (laughs) He has not aged well. Um, Well, number three for me, I went with Giant Gonzalez, but I picked specifically the SummerSlam 93 match. That is the worst one, yeah. Well, to me, I, I, it really irked me. Uh, it's irked me for 30 years that it was billed as the rest in peace match. And yeah, what is the rest in peace match? They didn't tell you on TV and you had to tune into the pay-per-view to find out. <laughs> and so as a kid, you're thinking, what could this be? You know, Undertaker has casket matches. He has body bag matches. What is this going to be? Oh, it's no DQ, no count out. And they don't even, yeah. I think there's one chair shot. <laughs> in yeah. the five minute match so that one is just like a huge a letdown. letdown uh yeah. and you know undertaker had a few of those with those stipulations that ended up being meaningless um yeah but this one was to me the worst because of course you're in there with giant gonzalez you can't do anything with anyway but uh it does have the one good moment where paul bearer comes in and clotheslines harvey whippleman so oh yeah that was yeah. an exciting part but otherwise yeah that yeah. you got uh, you have to have giant gonzalez in your bottom five i feel like oh yeah yeah, if you don't, I don't know what you're talking about. So, um, all right. Well, my number two, you've already covered it. It's Luther Reigns. Wow, I just don't number get two. It. Yeah, yeah, that's my number two, man. My, I just Luke. It's I don't understand, dude. Like the the mashed potatoes and the corn. <laughs> just, I don't get it. I don't I've get had it. peas before. I've had peas before. <laughs> oh man, I just how like you said earlier, how did that guy get a pay per view match with Aaron Taker? I'm. I'm all about building new stars and getting right. guys on TV. I, I am, but why him? I don't get it. I don't see it. Yep. I don't see it. Like I would have rather seen like a Matt Morgan or something. Somebody had some potential, you know, like do something, dude. That guy was awful. Mm. So, mm. I don't know. Horseshoe was unlucky that night. Yeah, God <laughs> bless he's you. number two. Yeah, exactly. What's your number two? Okay, this one might be a controversial take, uh, but you know I thought about it and I, and I went with it, man. WrestleMania 15 versus the Big Boss Man in that Hell in a Cell match, dude. Sure, I, I get it. Just thought for that moment in time, the, this is the peak of the Attitude Era, the biggest pay per view of all time up to that point. Uh, Rock and Austin. Yeah. Uh, and they just go out and lay a stinker out there, man. Yeah, in dude. this hell in a cell. We're, we're, this is the first hell in a cell since the epic hell in a cell with Undertaker and Mankind. And this one, the, the biggest spot is he twists his fingers around in the cage. Like it's, and I love Big Boss Man. You know that. Like I'm a huge yeah. Boss Man, Mark. Obviously, we're Taker marks. Yeah. 100%, man. <laughs> Yeah, I, I always take a trip through Cobb County, Georgia, singing his theme song. Uh, I used to live in Cobb County, Georgia. Exactly. Um, I love you Big loved Boss so Man. You there. That's right. <laughs> but this and this match did neither of them any favors. They're both heels. It's a just a Undertaker's not at his best during this time. They had no business being hell in a cell. And then there's just the stupidity of be, Boss Man being hung after the match. 
And then now he shows up on Raw the next week. <laughs> it's like everything yeah. about it just makes Sucks. me mad, especially the stage that it's on. It's so disappointing on such a major show at a huge time in the Attitude Era. Undertaker couldn't have had a better, more exciting matchup. And uh, it's a, it's it's probably the worst. Eh, it's in the bottom three Hell in a Cell matches ever, too. Is that that's that's the first Hell in a Cell Mania? Is that the there's only been what three? That and then Triple H and. Taker, Triple H and Taker, and, and then uh, Edge and Finn Balor this year. Oh right, so yeah, that's the trilogy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. All right, so that's your number two. That's my number two. <clears throat> All right, well, my number one, and this is the one that I've been mad about this match since we watched it. I hate it. I hate the disrespect that's shown to the Undertaker at okay. this match. This is Taker versus King Kong Bundy. Mm. Mm-hmm. I hate this. Because, and I'll tell you why, my listeners, our listeners can know this, when when he kicks out at 3.1, rolls out of the ring and just stomps up the aisleway, I lost all respect I had for King Kong Bunny. And he, I, I still, I'm, I'm mad right I now see it. talking about it. Like, I don't get this way. It's wrestling. But uh, I'm furious, dude. Like, that, the disrespect shown to that guy um, and from that guy to Taker and just obviously was one of Vince's chosen guys and uh Bundy was a legend dude but like I, I'm serious man like his legend was tarnished when I went oh, back yeah. and watched this I just I have no respect for him anymore like he lost it all that night with me <laughs> like, yeah like, and it, it wasn't even like that night it was 20 years later when I watched it that like I'm like wow I should have hated this guy forever right. <laughs> but, like it's just so pathetic to see him kick out at 3.1 and roll out and just stomp up. Like, it is so, so sad to see, man. Yeah, if you don't remember it, if you haven't seen it in a while, go back and watch it or just, like, fast forward to the end of that match because I, don't, I yeah. didn't realize that until we watched it. Right, back. yes, I remember you, you were like, I didn't remember that happening. No. Like, but, like, it was just glaring. Like boo-boo face, sour grapes, uh, horrible uh, disrespect to The Undertaker, and mm-hmm. uh, it's just, just disappointing. Like, Bundy, like, he's lucky to be there. Like, he's... He's exactly. past his prime. He's past man. the prime. Yeah. I, I, you know, main event into WrestleMania, whatever. But sure. um, and, you know, respect for that. And uh, but yeah, to go in there and to you know have that attitude about putting over the new generation, like that's what you're yep. there for. Exactly. And get over yourself. You're not losing to like Barry Horowitz. You're losing to the right. Like, he's a, he's already a stout. He's a former he, world champion at that. He's been a champion. At that what point, are you yeah. doing? Like you're not going to see Jericho do that. You won't see Edge do that. You won't see anybody nowadays do that. Yeah. Taker would never do that. Yeah. Kick out at 3.1, roll out, and stomp up. Like, no. And if you did, they whoop your hind end when you got back to the career. Sure. So, and and, uh, like, I just I I lost all respect for Bundy when we watched it. I don't know I if this is why, but you know, it, King of Bundy's not in the Hall of Fame. I think he's like the only main eventer of a WrestleMania who's not in the Hall of Fame. Wow. Like, maybe he doesn't have that respect backstage. I don't know. Yeah, um, maybe not, not specifically about that moment, but I don't know. So yeah, so my number one is personal. Uh, yeah, <laughs> personal right. To me, like it says everything to do with how personal I took that match. When I watched it. So there are worse matches. Some of the matches we talked about here are actually worse in ring, but that one is just a big old black eye on Taker's career to me. Like that was so disrespectful. And that's what we're kind of talking about. It's it's the whole presentation <laughs> just, for some yeah. of these. It's not just the in-ring work rate yeah. or anything like that or botches or things like that. Um so and maybe that's why I didn't put like chronic on the list. You know, that one's hey, famously bad, <laughs> but <laughs> I rewatched that today to make sure oh, yeah. I didn't need to be on my list and 
it gets it gets bad at the end, and you see the one moment where Taker just yells, just "Yeah, <laughs> botch something." He just curses, yeah. but uh, it's not that bad. Um, yeah. This one to me, I, you know, I. I, it made me very mad watching it. It's just the biggest letdown to me, uh, and the biggest just disaster of a match. I went with Undertaker and Goldberg. Goldberg. Uh, yep. Yeah. Just a couple. Uh, well, it was the next year after this. It was 2019. Yeah, summer 2019. Um, again, <clears throat> similar to this match, like Goldberg, he hurts himself before the match begins. He has a concussion. Uh, but they're just like, right. it, it's just. He probably shouldn't have even gotten in the ring after that. Like, he nearly kills Undertaker. They're just, it's a mess. It's awful to watch. It's sad to watch. It's the, uh, and, and, and unlike this Brothers of Destruction versus DX match, this was not like a dream match I think most people had been hoping for. Like, obviously, two legends, but you never thought about, like, oh, I can't wait to see Undertaker Goldberg. It was always, right. you know, Undertaker Sting or Goldberg Austin or something like that. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I don't yeah, have... even in the Monday Night War era, I wasn't pining for them to like go for each other. Yeah, yeah. you're right. You're right. And I enjoyed Goldberg's WWE run in the last few years. He's <laughs> had some, some of the best stuff of his career, but this one was not it. And yeah. I was just disappointed watching that, especially this was the follow-up to this um, Crown Jewel match. It was his first match Taker had had after that, and it was just... Oh, yeah, it just made you like, please take her, like, stop. <laughs> yeah. And, and thankfully, thankfully, he came back and had that great extreme rules match with uh, Roman and Drew and Shane. And then, of course, the Boneyard right. match and ended on such a high note. So maybe he had to dip down to those lows to be able to come back. But man, that one just, oh, that was the worst match for me to have to watch. Um, everything went wrong in that one. That's like Alfred tells Bruce and Batman begins. Why do we follow Bruce? We can learn to pick ourselves up. You know, that's why we fell here. It's Goldberg. Learn to pick yourself back up and have some bangers on the way out the door. Take her. So, anyway. Got to get some Batman, Batman talking. Got to get you spots in. I've got a couple in here tonight. <laughs> anyway, that's our top five, bottom five, not top five, whatever. You want to say, do you agree? Do you not agree? I, I saw some, some other list online and some people have put that chronic match on there and some people put the uh, obviously the A train and Nathan Jones match. I get that, but I'll be honest, man, that entrance fantastic. Oh, take true. a ride now. Like the whole like spectacle of that was fun, and he yes. just he just ham ham bones those dude for a while, and then it's it's over. It's not it's nothing, man. Like I don't I don't even that was just a segment to me. Yeah, <clears throat> I know it was a match, but it was a segment. Like, but these are, um, yeah. King Kong Bunny is personal to me. <laughs> Clearly. Can't stand it. <laughs> Can't stand ya. So, well, what did you get from social media? I do want to read. Uh, so I appreciate everyone who reached out. At Talking Taker on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, Princeton John, friend of the show, uh, said, Giant Gonzalez's match was pretty scary. And also his match with Big Show and A-Train. So there you go. And this one came up a few people. The Underfaker, in my opinion. So Yeah, I had that. that. I had that, but then I remembered, like, honestly, I kind of dug the story going into it. Like, I can't fault that the match was a, you know, like, I, the story was fun, you know, but I, I hated the other ones more. So, I guess that yeah. would have probably been seven for me. Like, six would have been Dudley's, seven would have been that, you know. For the time period, top for the spectacle of it, it's yeah, so, it kind of fun. it's ridiculous, it's over the top, yeah. it's goofy. Uh, it's hard to get mad about that one, I feel like. Yeah. Um, 
uh, Danny at Scottish Juggalo, great Twitter handle, uh, said Taker versus Dudley's. Yes, that match. So that's the one that kind of inspired me. Like, oh yeah, yeah I got to put that one. This is an interesting one. Taker versus Angle from Fully Loaded 2000, and he put no idea why Angle did the job here. So I think that was the one where he kind of like squashes him pretty quick. It was very alarming that. Was that fully loaded? It was very alarming that none of the new guys won because uh, Triple H beats Jericho. Yep. Benoit loses to Rock, yep. and Angle loses to Taker. So I remember it was kind of alarming. Like, what is happening? You know that they're all losing. But um, that match, we went back we, when we covered it. It wasn't, it wasn't that bad of a it wasn't match. That but bad. It was. It, just it wasn't much. Yeah. It well knowing eyes of looking at it of what we knew about angle then i don't know what more i expected you know but like who he became it's like oh they should have done more you know Ah, of course they did go on to have some great matches no Uh, no question yeah no way out oh six is top you know top notch dude uh the downturn at downturn the longtime listener and contributor to the show but just posted a gif of uh lacey chabert from mean girls just saying (laughs) yeah it was so sad just talking about the uh, the crown jewel match. Uh, enjoyed that. Uh, G H at Car- Gretchen Wieners, dude. That's, that's her name. That's right. <laughs> I love that movie. At Carrie the Gary said that yeah. Dudley's match was a shocker and killed the show completely. One of the worst main events I can remember watching live. Uh, and then killed said, the show. Killed Paul Bearer. <laughs> Taker versus Bundy might be worse though. Just might. Oh yeah, He's that match is not fetch. To quote Gretchen Wiener. <laughs> um, talking about the Crown Jewel match, Pro Wrestling Reality at PWR blog said, had me hot. I had no problem with it. So. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Had PWR him, blog. Had him hot. <laughs> uh, and then the Grim Riper, Reaper, Rape, R-I-E-P, Tide, one nine nine nine. Um, they've contributed. They, they, I haven't heard from them in a while, but I remember they, they've tweeted at us before. The Grim Riptide, nineteen ninety nine, something like that. Uh, one of yeah. the most horrifying for me would be Giant Gonzalez at WrestleMania nine. Taker tried so hard, but Gonzalez was clearly there just for his size and nothing but. So yeah, that was one yeah. that made both of our lists for sure. Is that the only one on both our list? No, Luther Reigns. No, Luther Reigns. <laughs> yeah. yeah, buddy. Good company right That's there. That's right. <laughs> Talking about Bad that tag. company. That's a tag team right there. Holy cow. I'll stop watching wrestling. So, yeah, uh, you can still hit us up, of course. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, at Talking Taker. Give us your thoughts. Give us your feedback. Let us know your bottom five. Let us know if you thought Crown Jewel was not that bad or maybe you thought it was worse than you remembered. Uh, We welcome all of your thoughts and opinions. You can leave a comment right here down below on YouTube as well. We would love that. Down where? Down here. Uh, (laughs) There we go. Yeah, you pointed, Sean. I had to. (laughs) Uh, be sure you subscribe. <laughs> oh, nice. Give us a like ski or a thumbs up here on YouTube. <laughs> subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you are out there listening. You well, I want to say thanks to Gerald Briscoe, WWE Hall of Famer. <laughs> who liked our tweet, wishing him a happy birthday. Oh, so happy birthday. 
old Mr. Briscoe. I had to share one of his epic choke slams that he took back in the attitude. Yes, of him and the Pat best. were competing. Who could take the best choke slam? <laughs> oh yeah, you know they're backstage like I'm gonna take it better. No, I'm gonna take it better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> so just arguing. Like, I take the better base. choke slam. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's a Pat Patterson point. You banana. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so good, man. So um, good. Be sure as well, you know, go back and listen to the archive. Go back and listen to the original version of this episode. Listen to our Back from the Dead classic episode of Talking Taker on your podcast feed. Uh, Check out our unboxings on the YouTube channel. Check out the SummerSlam vlog on the YouTube channel if you haven't yet and see this incredible shirt that I'm wearing here. Uh, If you haven't seen it before, it's got the, where does it say? Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame 2009? Yeah, baby. Bootleg shirt from China that I got. I love it still. Um, Be sure to check out at Travis White Music on YouTube. Got some new tunes up there, don't you, boy? Yeah. Just writing some stuff. You know, I haven't been in the studio or anything, but I just... Don't be humble. Can't help writing. stuff. So just keep writing and keep playing, and maybe you'll see the light of day one day. Maybe I'll go in the studio. Yeah. I got about 12 songs I'd like to do, but we'll see. That's expensive, so... Yeah. See what happens. It'll come. When it comes, it comes. Yep. See what happens. Yep. 2024 up, maybe some so, new music maybe the year maybe so yeah but thank you for the support we appreciate it absolutely and, uh, still brainstorming how to get talking taker up and going so we'll see uh, yeah follow him on tiktok <laughs> travis is on tiktok i'm not but you can follow travis covering swifty songs and do all kinds yeah, of stuff oh so. boy yeah uh i'm a cat whatever you want <laughs> Yeah. Go over to tpublic.com slash talking taker and pick up a uh, one of those half decade of destruction shirts Travis is wearing. Pick up a Pod Street shirt. Crew shirt. That's one of my favorites, too. So much. I wear uh, every other episode, I think. <laughs> I think so. Uh, the Taker Easy, the original, the classic. Uh, you can get a Punisher Dice Morgan t shirt or a Master of Pain t shirt. You could be the first. No one has bought one yet, but someone will. I believe it. Uh, you got some designs there tpublic.com support the show all right november talking taker we will be back um i think i i think we'll do a fan vote i think we'll throw a poll up we'll, we'll come up with a few options i don't i don't have anything in mind uh but maybe we can talk about some ideas for november we'll look at anniversaries that are coming up or uh maybe throw some other random ideas out there so check us out on be 98. 98. Would be 25 years. Uh, 2003. 2009. 98. Was that Deadly Games? Deadly Games. I don't know. He doesn't really do much of that. Uh, he's got two matches. He's got two matches, but they weren't like, they were like five minutes total. Well, we'll let, we'll let the pod street crew decide. We'll, we'll throw a couple options up there. Um, and, uh, yeah. So we will be back November 1st with a brand new episode as voted by you the fans so check our social media for that uh and uh, yeah let me shout out our friends the bottom line wrestling cast of course subscribe to them uh they got bi-monthly episodes one is covering stunning steve austin wcw and the other one is usually a variety pack of random stone cold steve austin content and they just they uh this is their officially five month anniversary five-year anniversary episode uh, just dropped five months, five Yeah, five months, five years, whatever. Uh, Watch Along Tommy on YouTube at Watch Along Wrestling. Um, <laughs> he, he did, I'll close with this, he, he gave me a great story. He said his uh, wife started a new job. Uh, she's, a, she's a nurse or works in nursing, something like that. So she went to the hospital to like tour around 
and um, he said, uh, aren't you going to bring your scrubs? She said, no, 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 I'm not clocking in or anything. I'm, I'm just going, uh, you know, to take a tour of everything. He's like, well, you know, Undertaker back at WrestleMania uh, 35, he didn't have his gear. And then they wanted to use him the next night on Raw. And so he had to have somebody fly out and go get his gear and come back. And she said, okay. And uh, he said, when she got there, they were like, oh, I wish you brought your scrubs so you could scrub in and, you know, check everything out. And she was like, they're in my car. So, no, that's right. The dead man saves the day. There you go. ADP, always be prepared. Always bring your gear. Yeah, always bring your gear. ABYG, like I always say. Oh, you always do. I've always said that. And that it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the time we record November's episode, we will have seen each other live in the flesh as well. So, hey, yeah. maybe we'll do something live. A couple weeks person. after this drops, we'll be together at a Need to Breathe concert. So, you know, let's crash at your house, my wife and I. So, be good times. And yeah. then, uh, in our December episode, I will recap my house show visit in November. November 11th, Johnson City, okay. Freedom Hall. Come on up here, you guys. Hang out with me. Yeah. We'll go. I'll take my 15 passenger van down there and drive us off if you want to go. But yeah. Anyway. It's going to be uh, your sons, both of your sons first. Both my boys. Show. Yeah. Very special. My son will be 11 at that point. Yeah, he'll have his birthday. He'll be 11 and 7. They're their first wrestling shows ever. So they watch the PLEs, will be my buddies every month. Um, they don't really care about the daily and the weekly shows and they think they try to get into it but based on the attention span to watch a three-hour show live live tv for kids is uh different <laughs> it's not like it was when we were kids you know uh there's no such thing as a form of television now but uh yeah it's gonna be good i haven't told them yet as of this recording so they're gonna be surprised and excited but they'll, my, my they'll oldest find out while listening me, probably well my oldest asked me he's like dad you know he's coming to uh johnson city we should go i was like oh man we should ah yeah cool like i just try to play it off so I might tell him eventually but uh how did yeah, you find out to that? It. some kid at school told him I guess okay. you know so uh but yeah I think Glenn who went to the summer slam with us last year we're gonna go take the boys so I'll be re- awesome. reporting on that in December so, yeah. very cool well uh let me also let me let me send our love out to Steven Zeman from the Collecting Dead Man podcast going through some uh some tough times right now with his family so uh we want to send our thoughts and prayers out to you steven and uh we love you and uh uh we're thinking about you and yeah uh dedicate this out to you yeah buddy absolutely and uh stay safe out there ladies and gentlemen and as always especially if you're in saudi keep your wig on take her easy mm, look at this and my gold record from that novelty party song Spooky scary Please be coming in Maybe coming wolf